Welcome back to The Conservative Voice. Today we'll be asking the question, when did women become a dirty word? This is an editorial written by Patricia Posner. During my recent treatment for breast cancer, a nurse assured me that my chest cancer progress was promising. Chest cancer? We try not to make anyone feel uncomfortable, she said. Everyone has a chest. Well, it makes me as a woman feel uncomfortable. I have breast cancer. It was the first time I had personally encountered the effort to degender medicine. I thought this woke trend was limited to a small group of far left politicians. Last year, Representative Cory Bush made a speech about birthing people and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez referred in an interview to a menstruating person's body. The encounter with that nurse prompted me to do a little digging. I was startled to learn that the degender movement has gone mainstream. The Biden administration's proposed budget calls mothers birthing people. So does the National Institutes of Health. Harvard Medical School has been doing it since 2020, declaring that not all who give birth are women. Some hospitals call breast milk human milk. In my native UK, a government-funded report recommended that the National Health Service use inclusive terms like chest feeding and body feeding and frontal or lower instead of vaginal birth. The report concluded that non-binary people might prefer giving birth in a private space in the hospital so that they don't have to go to a ward full of women after giving birth. I understand that activists want trans-inclusive language to describe their bodies, but why force the preferred language on women? Why can't we coexist? The same politicians who use this dehumanizing jargon will acknowledge women when it's expedient to do so. After last week's leak of the Supreme Court draft decision overturning Roe v. Wade, Representative Carolyn Malone of New York tweeted, I was there when we had to fight for Roe the first time around and will do anything and everything to protect abortion rights and women's health. Last May, in a House Oversight Committee hearing on America's Black Maternal Health Crisis, Mrs. Maloney said the health equity for Black birthing people is attainable as long as we address racial disparities with the urgency, empathy, and focus on that this issue requires. Similarly, in California, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill last year with language repeatedly referring to pregnant and postpartum people. Last week, he said the abortion debate of the abortion debate if men could get pregnant, this wouldn't even be a conversation. There may, there may be no universal female experience, but there are certain biological and physical differences that affect only women. I'm sorry if this offends anyone, but men don't menstruate, give birth, experience menopause, or develop endometrioposis, ovarian cancer, or cervical cancer. Men do get breast cancer, but it's extremely rare. For women like me, it seems as if we are incrementally being erased in a rush 
of political correctness to ensure that no trans person is offended. I respect trans rights, but what about my rights? Isn't it possible that women will feel marginalized if institutions rely only on gender neutral language? There is a death of common sense playing out in real time, and most women are quiet for fear of being attacked as bigots. Many of my female friends and colleagues have privately told me they would like to speak up, but they're worried about public consequences. Self-censorship is one of the reasons that our language is changing to satisfy the demands of tiny minorities. Silence is interpreted as acquiescence. Just over 100 years ago, women were fighting for the right to vote. When I was a girl, my Aunt Rose regaled me with stories of public protests demanding suffrage, which England granted in 1928. Rose was only 16 and took to the streets against her immigrant parents' wishes. There were some things too important to sit back, Rose instilled in me as a child. We make our own future. It's Orwellian that today many of us feel compelled to remain silent about our female bodies, motherhood, and our health as women. Mrs. Posner is the author of most recently of The Pharmacist of Auschwitz, The Untold Story. Thanks for listening to the Conservative Voice.